0: Hey everyone, I wanted to do a summary from the message on Sunday just in case you didn't catch it because uh, the recording didn't take and so I thought it'd be good to kind of have the cliff notes for the message um, especially if you weren't there because it's going to be important for what God has ahead of us in this next season, the next three months, really the next 90 days and so the theme of the message and the theme of the next couple months is going to be 90 days of faith and really the heart of it is just that we want to seek God together with faith for the next 90 days and on Sunday I laid out four areas that we want to be seeking God related to or or praying about and so I'm just going to share those with you here I included a, a file that has the handout from Sunday as well that you can fill in these blanks if you'd like to but really again um the theme, I was debating between two different themes, and really they overlap a lot, but one was uh, the theme of seeking God, and the other one was the theme of faith, and really seeking God and faith, um, they have a lot in common, they overlap a lot, and so um, so a couple verses just from the One Year Bible I've been thinking about related to this, and also related to the Sermon on the Mount series that we've been doing, but um, Sunday in the One Year Bible was one of the one of my favorite Old Testament verses on this theme, and it was talking about King Uzziah, and it says this in Second uh, Chronicles 26, 5. It says, He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. And it goes on later in that passage to talk about how eventually, though, King Uzziah became famous, and he became proud, and then he... Uh, became unfaithful to the Lord, and he no longer sought the Lord, and it tanked his life. And so, anyways, that that was just a, along that theme of seeking God. Here, um, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount series next week, we're going to be talking about Matthew six thirty three, that where Jesus said, "Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well." And we're also going to cover in a, in a few weeks um, the passage in Matthew seven where Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So we talked in our leadership meeting the other night um, with our leadership couples just about, you know, what would be the best theme, what best phrase to describe this upcoming season. We came away with 90 days of faith. And so um, we just want to share that with you here. And really um, what we're going to do during this 90 days, I'm going to ask everyone to just join together that we would pray Every day, for these four things that I'm going to list here, kind of a daily prayer list. And we're just going to do that on our own. You know, when you get up in the morning or when you read your Bible or whenever you remember, we just want to pray through these four things together. The other thing we're going to be doing is we're going to be having, um, we're going to be moving our our midweek meeting, uh, our Wednesday night life group, we're going to be moving that for the next 90 days, the next three months. We're going to be moving that to Friday night instead. Sometimes people have conflicts with schedule during the week, or they've got to turn around and go to work the next day, or send their kids to school, but we thought we're going to carve out Friday nights for the next 90 days, beginning this Friday night at the Mahali's And we're going to use that time specifically to pray, uh, to pray more maybe than we have as a church. And then we're also going to cover some discipleship topics, which I'll talk more about that in a little bit here. But, anyways, ninety days of faith. The heart of that again is just going to be seeking God together with faith for the next ninety days. And so I'm going to talk about the four different areas we're going to do that in, or really the four maybe prayer requests we're going to have during that. And. And the first one is is simply this and you can fill in your blank if you uh if you use the notes from Sunday that's attached to this email but the first blank is this it's seek God for a faith filled breakthrough breakthrough is the the blank that we had to fill in there but some of you might remember several weeks ago John Meyer came down and shared and he shared on the subject of um well, I think it was out it was out of first Samuel chapter thirty and there was a story in there about David and his men and how um when they were off um, doing a battle somewhere some raiders came and they burnt their their city where they were um you know hanging out and they took their their families they took their wives and their kids and their valuables and and they just burnt the city and left it and David and his men came back and they were discouraged and they talked about killing david because of it all and david went on to find strength in the lord and he got guidance that he should pursue after these raiders and um uh, or the amalekites i believe it was but uh, or ammonites but anyways um one of the things that uh is in that passage is a verse from first samuel 30 and it's verse 10 and 11 but we also talked about this at our pastors conference this year and it's just something that stood out to me, and God put on my heart, but there was one part when they go to pursue these guys, their enemies, and it says this, it says, but David and 400 men continued the pursuit. They found an Egyptian in a field and brought him to David, and they gave him water and food to eat, water to drink and food to eat. It goes on to say they revived this guy that they found in the field, and he ended up um, knowing where these raiders were and where their camp was, and he ended up helping them get there and ultimately defeat their enemies and get their families back. And so, um, but the point that was made at the pastors' conference, and, and one that has stuck with me and caused me to think about it a lot, was just that this part of the story they got they caught a break from god god gave them a break by having this servant this egyptian servant left in a field and they just happened upon him and and with him they were able to be guided right to the camp and attack the enemy there and but it was just this god-given breakthrough and really that's one of the things we want to be praying for in this next 90 days and that's for just a god-given breakthrough something maybe that comes uh, because of our faith, and it might be considered a faith-filled breakthrough. So anyways, um, and that might be, we're going to be seeking God on a personal level. Maybe you have some areas where you need a breakthrough, maybe financially, or um, you know, with health, or emotional healing, relational healing, or maybe in some habits, in breaking a bad habit, or starting a new habit, a good habit, um, but we're going to be seeking God for breakthroughs personally. And then also, as a church, we're going to be seeking God for a breakthrough of some sort, something that's a God-given breakthrough from Him. And, and that might be, maybe it's some key salvations to people I think about in the book of Acts, where uh, this woman, Lydia, got saved, and this whole she had this whole influential network that she was able to bring the gospel to. Or um, the jailer and his whole family in, in uh, that same Acts chapter 16. just tr- Strategic salvations provided a breakthrough there. I know in uh, our Highlands location we had a huge breakthrough about seven years ago where God gave us um, a warehouse that was run down and, and it was just this uh, opportunity that God gave us to to rent it and to renovate it and right about the same time the whole neighborhood began going through this renovation process and it's been it was just like a watershed breakthrough that God gave us and we're going to be seeking God for something like that we're also going to be praying maybe for a breakthrough related to our finances as a church we've had a a two-year campaign for for launching the Firehouse Parker location, and we have about uh, five months left of that campaign, and and really the goal was over the course of two years to hopefully get to a place of strength financially um, where we could cover our own expenses at the end of two years, and and right now we still have a, a significant gap to cover, somewhere between four and five grand a month. And so we're going to be seeking God for a breakthrough. And, and maybe it'll be just a financial one. Maybe it'll be some other things that, and, and include financial ones. But the point is that every day we're going to be asking people to pray for a faith-filled breakthrough personally and as a church. Uh, so the second thing we're going to be praying for here is, is I'm calling it to uh, pray for opportunities to go with the gospel and let me explain to you what I mean by that. A few verses on that, I think of Jesus when he commissioned his disciples in Mark 16, verse 15. But he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Go is a, it's a proactive thing. It's an initiating, not sitting around and waiting for opportunities to come to us. But he told us to go. And so we're going to be praying That God puts things on our hearts and gives us opportunities to go, to get proactive. A couple other verses on this we talked about on Sunday. One is 1 Thessalonians 2.2. It says, um, But with the help of our God, we dared to tell you His gospel in spite of strong opposition. We want to get daring as we share it, as we initiate to get the gospel to people. Another one that's um, really, it's a, a verse that's near and dear to us. As the firehouse, it's one of our um, key verses, one of the reasons we use the firehouse name, but it's that idea of, um, from Jude, verse uh, 1, 23. this is in the New Living Translation, but it just says, rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Again, rescuing and going and daring, these are all um, things that are proactive. And so we're going to be praying that God gives us opportunities to go with the gospel. And I encourage you just to make a list and ask God for an opportunity to share the gospel with whoever's on that list. And the other night, uh, you might have been there when Dennis shared just the idea of uh, asking the question, like, who is one person who God has put on your heart who you don't want to go to hell? Who is there someone he's given you a heart for? You don't want them to go to hell. Or the positive side of that is you want them to go to heaven encourage you to be thinking through and praying for them and looking for an opportunity i think about a one of the people on my list is is someone that we bought our house from we have a relationship with we've been continuing to to get to know her and but she's kind of made it clear she's not real interested in things related to god and and the gospel and but i'm gonna be praying and I am praying for an opportunity to proactively share the gospel with her and it reminded me of the analogy you might have heard before. It's just uh, call it something like the bus analogy. But it's just, you know, imagine that you and a friend of yours, maybe who's not going to heaven, you're walking across the street, you're getting ready to cross a, a, a busy street and you step into the road and you're headed across and, and you look up the street and you see there's a, a big bus coming right for you. And your friend doesn't see it and and so you know, you automatically just push your friend out of the way, and um, you save them from this bus that is coming along here. And initially, they might think, well, why would you push me? That was so unkind. That was so offensive. And then afterwards, after they realize what you spared them, that there might even be a thankfulness that, that you did that for them. And, and really, I think that's what it's like when we share the gospel with someone, that they might... Be offended initially and and think there's something wrong with it, but when they understand the bigger picture and and really the uh, what there could be saved from, I think there is many times where people have been grateful that someone like you or I has dared to share the gospel with them. But anyways, we're going to be praying for opportunities to go with the gospel, and I encourage you to do that every day. Make a list and that be one thing you pray for every day. The third thing that we're going to be praying for is um, the to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. The last one was to go with the gospel, but this one is to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. One of the classic verses we have in our Great Commission churches, one that's near and dear to our hearts, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. But it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you and so one of the things that we need to make sure that we're doing you know we've seen a lot of good things going on in our church and we have a strong women's group that's meeting every month and they're getting to know each other and we're getting some momentum on the men's group and we've um, God has added families to our our church over the last you know um, year and a half and there's a lot of good things going on but really one of the things we want to make sure is happening is that, We're growing as disciples. We're called to go and make disciples, but first we need to make sure that that we're disciples and and that we're growing as disciples. And then we need to go and and make disciples and teach them those things that God has been teaching us, things that we've been obeying. We need to pass those on to others. And one of the ways we're going to try to help um, people grow as disciples in this next season is that we're going to take some time to focus on on discipleship, on, on some habits of being a disciple. We're going to use, again, Friday nights. Instead of Wednesdays, we're going to use Friday nights. to um, Every other week will be um, used solely for a, like a prayer meeting, uh, maybe a concert of prayer or an hour of prayer or something along that lines. And then the other weeks, we're going to use for um, a topic that's specifically related to being a disciple of Jesus. Um, we want to cover one of our classes. It's called... Um, habits of maturing disciples. And we're going to look at five habits that every disciple who is growing and maturing has or or takes a hold of. And we want to cover that. We want to do a class on baptism. What is it? And why should you do it? You know, we're supposed to be baptized if we're disciples of Jesus, but we're also supposed to be baptizing others. We want to make sure we, we understand why and how to do that. And so, um, we're going to just be seeking God in the next 90 days to, to grow, specifically to grow as disciples of Jesus. And so, again, that's something you can be praying about every day. How does that relate to you? What might God want you to grow in? And maybe even think about committing to these Friday nights to catch those teaching times and the discussion and the prayer every other week as well. So, um, And then the last area that we're going to be praying about together for the next uh, 90 days is just just praying to take uh, take a step of faith whatever that step of faith that God puts before you or puts on your heart and that might be different for each one of us. Obviously there's steps of faith we can take related to um, the things we've talked about before breakthroughs in our lives or going with the gospel or growing as a disciple but there might be other steps of faith that God would want you to take in the next 90 days, and maybe want us to take as a church in the next 90 days. And so um, uh, one of the verses I think about related to this is just Hebrews 11:6, just a classic verse on faith, but it says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So there's a lot of different uh, important facets of this verse. You know, God rewards, He responds the, to those who seek Him. In order to seek Him, you must believe that He exists in the first place. But another thing here is that um, faith pleases God, and, and conversely, it's impossible to please God without faith. And so we want to look for steps that God might want us to take to please Him in the next 90 days, and things that um, would, would glorify Him or would serve His interests you know, related to our lives. And another thing that faith does, you know, God rewards it. He responds to that. He engages His supernatural hand in response to our faith. And so we're just going to be seeing what steps of faith He might want us to take to to please Him, to glorify Him, or to engage His his supernatural hand on our behalf. Um, A couple things to be thinking about related to this. One of the ones I'm thinking about just as a church is uh, I've been sensing a need that maybe God would want to raise up a new pastor in our midst. And um, one of the guys that's, that's kind of been uh, unofficially in our pastor and training program now for, uh, since we started the South location, and he was in our uh, Aspire class up in the Highlands as well, is Drew Mahali. And so um, one of the things we might do in this 90 days is just engage in the process of evaluating his life and the character that's laid out for a pastor 1st Timothy chapter 3 and it's possible that you know during this next 90 days God might show that he has been serving already in the capacity of a pastor or that we would uh, officially recognize that during this time or maybe this just starts the ball rolling and, and God's plan is you know something over the course of the next year but that's something that we might be trusting God on together as a church um, in a personal way, you might just think through things in your own life that God might want you to take a step of faith in. For me, one of the things that God has put on my heart and through counsel of, with my pastors, my co-pastors, and, and also you know, John Meyer, who's our regional um, uh, leader as well and, and kind of coach of our churches. Um, one of the things that God has put before me is the idea of just getting out in the neighborhood around our church and just engaging um, with the neighbors personally, catching a heart for our neighborhood, and really the goal that uh, I think God's put before me for the next ninety days is to try to knock on four thousand doors uh, in our neighborhood around the church, and just kind of trying to do that about four hundred doors a week, and so far about you know two weeks into that, and I've hit somewhere between uh, uh, eight hundred and a thousand doors I've knocked on and talked to probably 120 130 people personally just sharing with them about our church and introducing myself to them and letting them know that we'd love to serve them or or, you know let us know if there's any ways we can pray for them or bless them but you know that's something that God has put before me personally as a step of faith or uh, steps of faith I'm going to be taking in the next 90 days but I encourage you to pray and ask God what's the step of faith he might have for you um, i shared the story on sunday of how several times now i've been out um, knocking on doors um the very first day i was out um for a couple hours and, and a guy saw me early on in the day knocking on doors and then he saw me later going on the other side of the street and he just was uh, you know mar- remarking that how how i'd been out all, all day and it seemed hot and he he went on run to the store and, and he came back and he brought with him just a an ice-cold can of Coke that he offered me, and it was such a blessing, and he was a believer, and he was attending a church already in Parker here, and, um, but I was just struck by that verse that just talks about how if you give even a cup of water to uh, a disciple in Jesus' name, that you will not lose your reward for that, and um, another lady did the same thing for me on a different day, and it was hot, and it was near the end of the day, and she just, said she already had a church and so I said you know God bless you and um, we're looking to you know invite people who don't have a church family they're a part of yet and and she said you know um can I get you a, a a cup of water or something like that and you know I just said sure and a couple minutes later she came out with um she had a little bottle of water but she also came out with a 32 ounce bottle of Gatorade and she said you know you can have this or you can have that and I took the Gatorade and it was such a blessing but you know, it, it takes faith to even do little acts of kindness like that, offering someone uh, a cold beverage from your fridge or running to the store on behalf of someone else. And um, those interesting thing was both of the people that did those kind a, kind acts towards me, they both had said they were part of churches that are known as mega churches in the Parker or the Denver area, and yet these people who are part of those churches. They just did a, an act of kindness to someone like me. And it was such a blessing. And I want to make sure that even though we're a smaller church, that we're also doing the same thing, taking small steps of faith to to love and to bless other believers and to bless others in our neighborhoods. And um, But anyways, I, again, uh, just to summarize here, there's four things we're going to be praying about every day. I invite you to join us um, as a leadership team to pray every day for, um, the first one again, praying for Faith-filled breakthroughs, personally and as a church. Two, we're praying for opportunities to go with the gospel. Um, make a make a list of people who God has put on your heart to try to reach in the next 90 days, either by giving them a do-you-know-for-certain booklet or inviting them to uh, uh, one of the events we're going to try to do in the next couple months as well, but just getting proactive with the gospel. Three, we're going to be praying to grow as disciples and just identifying areas in, in our lives that God might want us to take the next step in, or develop a new habit in, or get rid of an old habit. Um, and then lastly, we're just going to be praying for any step of faith that God wants us to take, both um, individually or and also as a church. And I think um, as I've been seeking counsel, as I've been praying about this, it just seems like the next 90 days of the Firehouse Church in in Parker here, the Parker location, that these could be truly um, monumental in the life of our church. We really could, I think, experience in, in response to this 90 days of faith and seeking God, I think we could experience some form of a watershed moment, a watershed milestone in the life of our church here that we'll look back on and just be amazed by how God led us and how God responded to us and so I just want to invite you to join me and join our leadership team on this this journey of 90 days of faith and let me know if you have any questions and we hope we'll catch you this Friday night at the Mahali's house we're going to start at 6 p.m. with a meal and this week we're going to be using that time for prayer after that just probably a, a, a round of prayer related to each of these four items and then we'll probably be free to just hang out and have fun and anyways let me know if you have any questions and i hope you have a great week thanks